Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome back to Record Breakers, your uh, music podcast of the millennium. I don't know. Uh, I'm Petey Ray, if you're a man with no plan. Uh, here with me, of course, is my crew, my team, my squad. We've got Brett. Uh, too, too sweet. Yeah. We've got Drew. Uh, Degeneration X. Yes, and we've got Patrick. Can we just be over the Bullet Club and just like celebrate like the members of it that are good? Because like the idea of the Bullet Club's kind of played out. <laughs> What's uh, the hand symbol for that? <laughs> too sweet. <laughs> same one. Because it's everything is self-referential wrestling. Uh, but yes, uh, let's not worry about the Bullet Club. Let's talk about the Music Club. Where's the music? Uh, We're talking about music, of course, as we do every week. We share music with each other, take turns. Uh, The person whose turn it is to share music this week is Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week? Um, Got a record that came out pretty damn recently from uh, the Epitaph Records. Um, That record label of some note you may or may not know. Um, It's a band... From a lovely, lovely Scranton, Pennsylvania. Something to come out of Scranton besides paper. Um, it's a punk rock band uh, by the name of the Menzingers. Uh, the album was After the Party. It's a album I found right as it came out and was sort of excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. This came out February, on February 3rd. <laughs> so right 2017, let's date the record by... <laughs> yes. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, just a few weeks ago. Uh, so we're, it's hot off the griddle. Uh, it's hot gates. Uh, hot gates. Yes, hot gates. Uh, we get that joke, PD. We get that joke. Or hot cakes <laughs> with sausage. Uh, let's talk about some expectations. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? Dude, I had no clue what the hell this was. I I I I couldn't even spell it. I like we I got a message of we're listening to this, and I didn't even know if the name of the album or the name of the band was the thing that I needed to search. I was so unfamiliar, but I do know Drew, and he also said something about Pennsylvania. I've been there once. I live there. I've seen it. But otherwise, I I had I I haven't been following the 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 records coming out of epitaph in, in, in a while uh yeah uh patrick what Neither were your I. <laughs> I was like oh like when i was researching this record i was like oh they're on epitaph that's i didn't even notice but that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense uh yeah patrick what were your expectations coming to this album uh, so I had no idea anything about them, despite the fact that I literally went to college 20 minutes away from where they were formed and uh, played for several years. Um, Scranton, Pennsylvania is a place I am intimately familiar with. I spent a considerable amount of time there. I went to school in neighboring Wilkes-Barre. Uh, fuck that town and fuck everything that ever came out of it. Um, so, But uh, I found out, according to Wikipedia, they are tangentially related to Tiger's Jaw, who are all right, I guess. Uh, for a band I didn't, I wasn't aware of until long after I lived there. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a band Drew picked, and it's not a ska band. Although, although they're tangentially related to a ska band. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Drew, 
How would you describe this album musically? Um, well, uh, the best way, I think, to describe uh, the men singers in general is how I found them. Um, so, as many know, because I've talked about it on this show before, um, I used to work with a couple audio engineers as they were doing a small little studio and recording like local alt rock bands and local punk bands and ska bands and metal bands and stuff like that. And, um, doing all that bit. And I met this guy named Steven, uh, while we were recording a band called Dakota spells disaster. Um, and me and him sort of started talking about the bands that we both liked your jawbreakers and your no use for names and all that sort of jazz. And, he still to this day in his new bands uh, that he is with will bring me their first mix downs to sort of listen to every once in a while to get my opinions on them. He was the one that would talk at length about the Menzingers. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta dig these guys up. Um, and I was happy that I did. Um, they're a band that is, at times, just simple, like, straight-up rock and roll, but it's got that punk sort of sneering bravado to the entire thing. Um, different vocalists, depending on which song you get, um, Greg Barnett or Tom May, um, their delivery is uh, gruff, um, but it isn't muddled, it isn't hard to understand, it doesn't have that, like, weird, like, angry yelling in your face, finger pointing that some punk rock of this type can sometimes get, um, against me gets there at some points. Um, anti-flag has gotten there at some points. This is much more, uh, laid back than any of those. This is, they're a band from the Midwest. Um, if that gives you any idea of the type of, Scran uh, is not rock. the Midwest. God damn it. Pennsylvania is Pennsylvania is not the Midwest until you get to Altoona. Then that's the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Tuna, sorry. Oh. Home of the curve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have actually been to the curve, which the baseball team is named for. It's um, a strange thing. But it's that sort of vocal delivery. The songs themselves are have a lot of fist pumpy sort of pop punk punk rock uh, stuff to them. Songs about wanting to get out of where you live and go like do something better and be something more than yourself. But it's coming from a group of guys that are hitting 30. Um, and maybe they realize like, that's not all it's cracked up to be either. Um, and that sound sort of is exemplified in that it's got that punk rock. It's got OOS. It's got Paul mutes. It's got that whole bit. And it's something that, I, I'm a simple man. Sometimes we might've talked about Steely Dan and how great the intricacies of Steely Dan are, but sometimes driving out of work, I just want to go, Oh, 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 to a song sometime. <laughs> and the men singers are pretty good for making me do that on the drive home. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and as uh, it says there on the Wikipedia in their, on their compositions, it's like they intended to create a fun album where, according to Barnett, you throw it on a jukebox in a bar and be fucking punk the whole night. <laughs> That's a good way to kind the, of the um The guy from uh, Bad Religion, uh, Brett uh, Gerwitz, uh, described that 
these guys play the kind of pure punk rock that I kind of grew up with. They're talented songwriters, and I'm happy to have signed them, which is one, he likes to make money because he's a record label owner. But also, yeah, it's it's that old sort of sneery, just punk rock that you put on, you do some work, you, you sneer, you pump your fist, and you're happy to be punk rock sometimes. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's fun. Uh, Brett. What would be the themes and elements that caught your attention? How would you describe this album musically? Well, um, musically, uh, Webster's Dictionary defines musically as, um, this band is uh, carrying sort of the torch of a style of music that I haven't really heard of for a while. Um, that doesn't mean it hasn't been there. It just means it hasn't been in front of my face. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of an introspective album at times, uh, dealing with topics of, growing up and being a grown man playing the young man's music um at times it it sounds fairly indistinguishable from from pop rock sometimes and uh at other times it's it's a it's a little grittier and sometimes it's like it's it's a fresh sound that i did not expect to hear um you know i it, it's it's a, a tightly assembled uh you know it's it's it, they're they're there are parts of this album that I have heard before in other places. Um, and you know, it, the, the stuff that I have heard before was put together in a way that was, that was tight enough and, uh, had a twist on it enough to keep me from scoffing it off as being, uh, a recycled like trick of making music. But there were some things like I, there are a few things that I'll, I'll pick out when we go into individual songs, but there are things that were, there were some grooves and some, some, progressions and some ways that, that they did things that had have been done before by by bigger names but the way that they you know it the music is a you know it, re, it it recycles itself anyway so especially in punk rock you, you only got four chords like to choose from anyway so like it's 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 uh they did a really good job of 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 spicing up some things that really like it was like hey that's a that's a neat turn of a lick or uh, they changed things up while I was listening to it in a manner that impressed me to the point that I can I can look past the fact that it, it's sort of a uh, a very simple but effective production. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe this album music? What would be the themes elements that caught your attention? So I'm going to speak about this sort of in terms of when the band existed in my uh, my relationship with punk and pop and pop punk and rock music at this time. So this band started in 2006. Obviously, this album's newer than that, but very much sounds like late 2000s pop punk. And by that point in my music life, I had forsaken punk music at the time to go for metal. So basically because I was not into where, uh, where the genre was going. So... This is, but now coming into it as an adult and less of an asshole than I was when I was, you know, 20 years old, uh, I, this is one of those things where maybe it's not for me, but like listening to it for this show, a lot of what we do is try to, try to figure out what we actually think of it, maybe less emotionally and more just in terms of, of what's going on. It, it totally sounds like late 2000s pop punk. And if you like that genre, you're probably going to like this. Um, 
but it it ha- also still has all the tropes of that genre 10 years on and and while like Brett said they 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 are uh reflecting sort of on being in that unique position of being you know older and wiser and still kind of playing music for you know 20 year olds um it it just it didn't do it for me i guess that's the way i would describe it <laughs> spoilers spoilers <Jesus. laughs> yeah Spoilers uh, for me personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't know if you saw me, Drew. I, I raised my hand too. <laughs> tend to have those. Have we? T- you and me, Drew. We tend to have those moments together. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Drew, what, what would be some of the key tracks for you? <laughs> really excited to go see Jimmy Eat World. We want to talk about my early to mid two thousands. Fucking. Still a dork about that shit. Um, telling lies. We're gonna open uh, with the opener, because um, I think this is a pretty fun song. Uh, it opens pretty kicking for that. Um, it's a chanty uh, punk song. Remember that time I mentioned that there was a lot of palm mutes and oos? Uh, guess what the album starts out with? Palm mutes and oos. Um, it's a good. It's a hooky chorus. Um, that sort of speaks. Uh. To a lot of folks, I think, um, it's that like just being lost in a situation and, but you're still okay with it and you're still finding the good in the situation, even if like you're unsure about it. Um, Midwestern States, um, a, a song about going to a drive to get elsewhere, um, to get away from, let's say Scranton, um, telling a story, um, and getting that, I can, I can definitely understand uh, something like that. Um, it's, it's a, it's a pop punk trope. If you want to talk about pop punk tropes, um, like the hey, I'm going to move out to a coast, or hey, I'm going to move to somewhere else, um, and get something better for myself, sort of deal. Um, bad Catholics. Um, I dated I, a few of them. <laughs> hey, it's weird. The song you talks about a few too. of them. Um, and and the weird thing was this song was um, considered they were considering when they were writing it to put it on a split record um, instead of putting it on this record, but ended up falling uh, really in love with it. So they decided instead of doing another split with somebody else and using the song as one of them, but just to do it themselves. Um, it's a song that I think a lot of people, especially. Again, a lot of people, it's a song that a lot of people like myself uh, can relate to. Um, and then the title track, um, just if I can get one more in here, um, After the Party. Um, it's sort of that, like, it's a punk rock anthem for people who are starting to grow out of punk rock, which is sort of like, as as Brett put it, a metaphor for the entirety of this album. It's like, I still like punk rock. And I still play punk rock, but like, I think I'm too old for punk rock, but I'm going to keep doing that because it's the thing that I do and I enjoy it. And that's, it's that mid to late twenties, early thirties. Like, uh, I still like this stuff and I understand that it's supposed to be for kids, but fuck it. Like we can still be happy with what we got and be okay with that and dance alone and just have a good time uh, with stupid shit and i i think that's kind of awesome for being the title 
the title track has to speak to what the record is if you're going to put a title track on it. And I think After the Party does that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I, I'll repeat some of the same sentiments. Uh, Midwestern states, uh, as somebody who is, I, I've made my career in the Midwest. Uh, I, I can't necessarily relate uh, to the to the content, but uh, it is definitely a a song that that is worth mentioning. Telling lies or tell in lies. Sorry. Um, you know the the song. Get hip and get with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. About being in your thirties, get hip and get with a song about being in your thirties. Correct, <laughs> and you know it's that's a solid opening track. I I can't I can't complain about that at all. Um, and uh, Charlie's Army. Um, you know it's a slice of nineties straight up rock with like a small dash of the of like the Cars almost. Um, the whole. <laughs> The the whole walking bass lines under staccato snare like I I don't have a visual aid prepared for you but after hearing that uh, I was like okay there I, there's there's a, a part of this song that reminded me of something it took me a long time to figure it out and I was like oh well I'm switching the 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 bass playing around to a guitar playing around underneath the staccato uh, of uh, like uh, as in no doubts Sunday morning so I like put it to the test. Um, and I, I don't have a, a, a side-by-side comparison, but I fucked around on a bass guitar for a little while, which I am not equipped to do at all. I am not the resident bassist. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I, I didn't know what I was doing. That, that's, 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 that's so bassist. Yeah, it's like such a bassist bitch. But no, um, the... Uh, I, I I enjoyed the... the it, it was a song that was... that touched me enough that it moved me to pick up a bass guitar. And that's saying something. So at least it was, it, it, it moved my spirit. Um, sure, but sure. you know, there, there are other, other solid songs, but those were the ones that I kept touching back on in my playthroughs. Uh, show me on the doll when, when, it, where it touched you. It, it's, it's like, I don't, it's, it's all around. It touched me everywhere. Yeah. I, um, I draw a picture. <laughs> uh, it's like yeah. the, the like Donnie Darko, the things coming out of my chest. Like, oh fuck, that's a reference. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, opening track, telling lies. Uh, I actually kind of really like the start of this record, as cheesy and over the top as it was. I I was kind of like, nah, I'm okay with this. This is fun. Um, I don't hate the song, but it, it very much sounds like it's era. And uh, my, I don't know if this is a problem or not, but once I it's heard it, I couldn't get over it. Uh, the vocals sound exactly like the Killers, and I can't unhear it. It's like it's like one one notch removed from the Killers, and I, and that that could go either way. Some people love the Killers, some people don't. I'm kind of on them. They have some okay songs, but I'm not emotionally uh, way to take a strong position on the yes, Killers. Yes, I have I have <laughs> the most weak sauce of the Killers. You heard it here first, the killers. You either either they're love them right. or hate them, or you think they're okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, that, and I guess that probably uh, description kind of is how I feel about this record. I'm a little ambivalent. I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad. I just don't love it. I guess or like it even. It's kind of all right. Uh, and bad Catholics because, as Brett said, I dated a few. And uh, and this is one of those songs that might have meant something to me at a younger time in my life when. 
that was something that was part of it because um, I was raised Catholic and I'm not anymore. Um, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, but it it touched on topics that were uh, familiar to me and, like I said, probably would have meant something to me, you know, a decade plus ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you have to say, Petey? Well, <laughs> this is this and this is that. This is this, this that, and that, the other thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, <laughs> I think a lot of the same things. I don't know. I'm, I'm never. I always say that I'm not very good at like describing. Oh, this, this, that, the other thing. This, that. This is this thing. This is that thing. But I think if I were to pick out tracks, it was going to be a lot of the same things. It's going to be the opening track, telling lies, and you know the what what's what is it going to be like now that their their 20s are over you know it's like that that sentiment you know uh and bad catholics is you know, the single for a reason uh yeah there's some really cool tracks in here if you, you kind of weird ass video and uh pd what is your opinion on the killers uh not a fan I'm on the hate them. <laughs> I'm on the hate right. side of things. <laughs> All right. that, so we've cleared that up. Nobody will ever know me or Drew's opinion. No. Uh, yeah. Let's bring it back around the horn to talk, so, talk about some conclusive thoughts on this record. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Man, this was kind of an unfor- a kind of a forgettable album. Um, it didn't really set my world on fire. It didn't upset me enough for me to remember it forever or have it be brought back up multiple times in different settings um, today. Uh, but th- this is, it's a solid album. I, I understand why they're doing it, and I see that it, it has a value. This is not a waste of someone's time to go put all that effort to you know cut a record. Um, it's just not my thing. Uh, I've, I've already had that. I've fallen, I've got, I've outgrown this subculture. Um, and like, I got that done in a hurry. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of nice that, uh, these guys are, uh, pumping out work and doing what they love. And, uh, I don't want to take that away from anyone, but it, it, it was, it, it weren't no steely Dan, but I wasn't expecting that, but it, 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 it was kind of, eh. <laughs> let me make a let me is I Yeah. Uh um, to love them or hate them or think they're I Sorry. Uh we got box quotes tonight, guys. <laughs> uh Patrick, your conclusive thoughts on the album. Um I think I think Drew or uh Brett's description is pretty pretty okay pretty uh on on par with how I feel. I don't think it's bad. I don't even think it's poorly written or anything. I don't think there's anything I can say negative about the quality of the music other than it just didn't do it for me. Um, uh, go listen to it and see if it does anything for you. This is one of those things where if I were a few years younger and this band had come out when I was 16 or 17, when I was really into this genre, uh, I probably would have really liked them. Like they're they're good at what they do. It just it's one of those time place, you know, didn't didn't catch me at the right time, and also doesn't fit into the specific part of that genre that I really enjoy. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think 
I, I, I'm a little bit more. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually probably going to be quite a bit more positive on this because I think this is, like I said, me and Drew kind of, on, especially on this genre, probably are the two that kind of link on the <laughs> music uh, big time. So I, I really enjoyed kind of just feeling this uh, album. And it, this was just a good album to just kind of have on and feel the good vibes on. It's just a good punk rock record. It's good. Um, good pop punk record good punk fun punk sound feel good vibes like it just makes you feel good i think it's really well done i I definitely enjoyed kind of my time with it uh yeah drew what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album um this is a band uh like i said when i opened um i found it because some dude in a punk band told me hey this is a good record uh, or this is a good band. You should check them out. And when they fell back into my lap, uh, or when they fell into my lap, a uh, year or two after he told me to do that thing. And I did that thing. I was very happy with what I heard. Um, they have great stuff. Their split with the bouncing souls is really good. Like they have other good stuff out there, but I figured if after the party was so close to being out when it was my turn to pick a record, and I did a new record the last time anyways. Might as well keep that streak going. Um, it's it's something that if you... If you like the, like, sort of simple, easy... Easier going side of punk rock, you're not into... Um, you're not always into, like, the screaming in your face yelling of punk rock. This is sort of a band that I think deserves at least a listen. At least a shot. Um because I think they do what they do well. Um, It might not be for everybody and it might be forgettable um, for you, but they're a band that I think if you enjoy this style, if you enjoy uh, sort of, if your idea of a good concert is uh, all you need to do is stand there with a fist in the air, air singing along, um, then I think this is a band that you could at least listen to and give a shot because they do that uh, level of pop punk, punk rock, like skate punk, whatever you want to call it. They do that very, very well. Um, and it shows that they care about what they're doing, that they take the time to do it as well as they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, yeah. Menzingers. Those are our thoughts. Uh, now we transition over to our main event of the evening. <laughs> well, we've all been waiting for the important thing that happens on this podcast. Our haiku reviews. <laughs> With our fun bit that we get to do at the end. Uh, that we all get to kind of enjoy uh, spending time on. Uh, yeah, our haiku reviews. So let's start with Brett. Brett, what is your haiku? Straightforward album. Getting older gracefully is pretty all right. I'll I'll interject myself here at second place. Uh, feel good punk music, a dose of storytelling, and some great fun vibes. Patrick, what is your haiku? A poppy punk band from my college stomping grounds. Not really my thing. And Drew, what is your haiku? A new band for me. A brand new album for them. Already loving it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you can find uh, this album on our Spotify playlist. Record Breakers, a home game is precisely its name. Uh, listen along at home. Do your homework for each episode of uh, Record Breakers. Uh, on that Spotify playlist will also be next week's record. Uh, and theoretically, it'll be my record. It'll be my turn to pick out something. Uh, it is, and we're gonna, what we're going to be talking about is very interesting. Uh, I'm going to bring something from my current and hometown, uh, the only town I've ever lived in. Uh, it's a Miami band. Uh, it's a Grammy-nominated nine-piece group of road warriors hailing from Miami, Florida, known as spam all stars and it's going to be the album trans oceanic uh it's going to be very cool very interesting thing to talk about uh some cool music from miami florida and it's going to be very interesting. yeah uh it's you're gonna uh we are gonna get cuban in there it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting uh, roll worldwide uh, next week guys uh let's i'm i just i'll I'll give you guys the (laughs) the the list of uh, genres they give the uh the band uh it's a nine piece hip-hop latin funk and electronica band so uh slash okay uh nine piece fan so good luck to good look good um look forward to that to the discussion it's gonna be fun uh yeah that's then this is now and you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HeyBDBibbert, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at x 2 for x I'm at PD Rave. The show is at 4 Record Breakers. That's the number 4 Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, once again, I, I forgot it last week, but once again, shout out. Uh, I'm going to keep doing it over and over again. Shout out to uh, Reverend Punk for... Thank you very much once again to for the visuals, uh, Reverend Punk. Love you. Uh, yeah. Look for us all over iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Toodaloo. More time. Dale. Dale que tu puede. Dub. Dub. Estoy pooping. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>